Welcome to Better Together. A place where we dive deep into everyday subjects. We are your hosts, Julian and Carolina, two psychologists that travel the world and are very excited about the whole human experience. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Better Together. Today's topic is juicy. So hopefully you like it. It's about money and what psychology is behind there, what kind of beliefs we have and how money is influencing our mind, essentially. Yes. And I think for that, it's really awesome to quickly describe why it's important um, that we talk about this, because as we said, we dive into everyday subjects. And this is one that influences us in so many areas and so many situations. And to just to, to, to just give you a short example of myself, of how this can look like, how's that, how's the belief or the idea of money influencing us, even though it's just sort of a, a means to exchange value, it still has a huge impact on us. And to just give you a juicy little story for that is we were, we were thinking about um, traveling and booking a flight to the jungle in Peru. And with that, we also couldn't work during that time. And so for me, that looked like a lot of money that was that we spent during that time and a lot of time that I couldn't work to earn the money back. To give some context, we wanted to go to the jungle. We, we had been, the whole time that we were in Peru, it was like, we need to go to the jungle. And this was part of the itinerary of the trip. So it was already known that we were going to do that. And uh, yeah, it was true. Like when you are in the jungle, you cannot really have Zoom calls. But um, but yeah, we, we already had that factored in. So it was like a month where we wouldn't be getting too much income. Exactly. Perfect. And then when we were about to book the flight, fears creeped in. And I, I remember still very, very vividly, we're sitting, I think, on bed and just deciding... Um, which flight to book, exactly what date. And be- right before I wanted to click buying the flight, a lot of fear creeping in. And I hold back, I hesitated clicking it. And because then all the wait, we're spending so much, I can't earn it back. This is way too much. Uh, also, the hotel is way too expensive, more than usual. And so a lot of, I, I really got, how do you say that? Like restless and, and triggered. triggered. And I was in a state of fear mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. Almost existential threat of like, I cannot pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Which, which was completely not Which was true. completely absurd. <laughs> yeah. I still have savings. <laughs> like, that's what they are for, right? <laughs> yes. And, but just to exemplify how they, how this experience triggered me to existential threat, mm-hmm. even though... It was safe. Yeah. And that, I feel, comes from the way that our parents treated money and the way that we learned to learned to deal with money. Because it's a very tricky subject. There's families that have gone through poverty and then they think that money is scarce. There are families that are very abundant and then think that money can be easily acquired. There's 
in, in the case of my family, is more like working class. So you have to work hard for your money. And uh, those are beliefs that pass on to the children. So us. <laughs> and then we take them and we take the fears of our parents around money. We take the beliefs around money. And they don't, they're not like sitting in your mind as this belief of, I believe that making money is hard. But beliefs are something that's underlying. I I forgot the analogy I usually use, so I'll come up with a new one. <laughs> Let's imagine that you're painting with uh, a pencil and the pencil has pink in it, like some pink um, paint. And then you put it in the water and then it gets pink. And that, that pink water sort of represents the indirect influence of the belief. The brush here is the one that like holds the pink, that's the belief. And then the ripple effect that it had, which is tainting the water pink, that's how it manifests. And it manifests in thoughts or by being triggered and being like, where does this come from? I don't understand. And um, we cannot really pinpoint where it comes from but it is it is a belief that's underlying and it's tainting everything pink even if we don't realize it yeah and i think um it manifests in like very easy sentences that um come back repeatedly for example oh you you need to work hard in order to earn money that is for example a real nice manifestation of a, of a belief like just in a sentence as words money doesn't grow on trees those beautiful proverbs, yeah. <laughs> and there, there are a ton of them out there just to des describe what beliefs are, right? Yeah. And now it, I think, comes comes back to, okay, how do we want to deal with this now? Okay, we, we know, okay, it triggers me in certain situations or I guess everybody knows some situation when talking about money is difficult. And immediately it's like this overshadowing of the whole situation when when we talk about money at um, uh, at my parents' house, it's always like ah, we don't really talk, you don't talk about money. <laughs> we don't talk okay, about money, no, no, no. Exactly, and that that's that's totally how that goes for us. Mm -hmm. So nobody knows really what's going on. Nobody knows the numbers, and nobody knows you know how to deal with that because we kind of it feels like we want to run away from that feeling of maybe not having enough, maybe not. Um, feeling good about what you have there comes the status in there if you don't have a lot of money you're low in status you're not a good person yeah and i think there a lot of different things come in or also when you have a lot of money it's easy to have the relief for for the working class oh if you have a lot of money you're a bad person or you become bad yeah you have to met, like you you have to step on somebody's toes in order to get there or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it also feels like there's a lot of trauma around money. So there's a trauma of not having it, but also very often families fight for inheritances, let's say. So in your family lineage there might be that like brothers fought and stopped talking to each other because they couldn't split up the house <laughs> that their parents left them. And um I feel that those those things wound us and those things 
stay dormant under the surface and create a lot of resistance towards money or beliefs around money that we don't even know that are there. Um, I have another story uh, about that. A few weeks ago, I was doing a clown course. As, it, as you heard it, it was the clown course. I was learning how to be a clown. And um, after the class, we went out for pizza and I was talking to a new friend. And she was telling me like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a new job because I need to think of retirement. And I was like, how old are you? 25. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Are you sure that the institutions that will fund your retirement are going to be there by the time that you retire? Given that the money situation in the world is very uncertain, we cannot really trust big financial institutions. And she Like, she never thought about that, so she was a bit caught off guard. And uh, she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, it's also better to be prepared and diversify maybe the, your investments. You have so much time, so maybe saving 10% of your income every month and then just investing in, in precious metals or eventually buying a house, things like that. And then she was saying something that triggered me. <laughs> And it was that, oh, yeah, that's all good and nice, but I'm a teacher. I feel like what you're saying is toxic positivity. And I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't feel like it's toxic positivity. It's just financial education. That to me is like a principle that... Should we should all learn how to save and how to invest our money properly in order to not let it get lost in inflation? So, so yeah, I had a bit of a rant um, <laughs> there. Like, it, I wasn't aggressive or anything. And my mom told me it was not even a rant. You were just having a normal conversation. But to my standards, that I'm always super compassionate and like try to explain everything cal calmly. Like, I was agitated then. And then I was explaining why this was so important because this belief that you can only save 10% of your salary if you have a high salary is what was keeping this girl stuck in a certain mindset around money that she couldn't save, that she couldn't grow, that she couldn't invest. So Nick became really passionate about it. Um, but the whole point was that she believed that anything that could tell you that money can be saved and can be dealt with responsibly was toxic positivity. So then I I went home and I was like, okay, whatever. And, uh, I'll, I'll apologize tomorrow if, if she was offended. And uh, the next day I approached her and I was like, did, did I, did, what, did I bother you with the talk yesterday? And um, she was like, no, not really. In the moment I didn't take it in. And then afterwards I went home and I started thinking, so it did something with me and today I had a therapy session and I talked with my psychologist about it. And, uh, well, long story short, I'm starting to save 8% of my salary. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. Okay, great. So that was a happy ending because she had really strong beliefs around money that she couldn't save because she had yeah. a small salary. Yeah. But it's not, it's not about the amount of money that you're making. It's 
how responsibly are you handling whatever you're making? And are you living below your means, even if your means are very, very humble? Yeah. Okay. So bottom line is that we have a lot of things that trigger us around money. Either it's the, the person who thinks saving is toxic positivity or just for me, like things that come up and where I spend more than in one month than I uh, earn immediately threat comes up. Oh, I, I no, we can't do this because I'm not earning that much this the, the upcoming month. And then immediately this, this comes in. So there's a lot of emotion involved and as as weird as it might sound from my side but when it comes i guess to the topic of of money the the logic and the numbers might be actually really really helpful to look at rather than the emotions mm -hmm. to to get a clear understanding of what's really going on how much am i actually having saved how much uh, is coming in how much is going out so like the basic of financial education i think because yeah. otherwise in that scenario in that specific topic the emotions can really derail us from from having a solid understanding of money yeah let's go into some practicals then so you just said having an understanding of what where your finances stand yeah so that's the basic thing that you can do in order to get a hold of your finances where am i spending my money am i going out three times a month am i having too many memberships that I don't use? Am I spending more than what I get in? Or am I consistently saving 10%? Like just really taking a hard look at your finances, seeing where your money goes and being very meticulous about it, <laughs> like at least for a couple of months to see what are your habits around money. Which, spoiler alert, they might be similar to your parents. Like if your par parents stand, uh, used to overspend, then you probably will will fall for that and if your parents were very um what, what's clingy. the word <laughs> clingy with their money yeah. <laughs> is that a thing well uh tight tight butt with their money then you will not want to spend a dime even though you would love to take that dance class or something because it's, it's not worth it so just having a, a look at where your finances stand that's a great place to start second i would say the, what I was talking about, save a percentage of your salary or your freelance jobs every time that you get money in. Anytime that you get money in, 10% or 5%, whatever you can at that moment, should go into a separate account to not be touched until you have a really good place to put it. So that's another one. And... Probably for the whole podcast, now, <laughs> retrospectively, this is no financial advice. <laughs> we have we are not trained in this, but we look at the psychology behind it, right? So basically, what the tips that you just gave are... It's actual financial advice. It's not like... Yeah, but we, we, we are not... <laughs> Somewhere disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, we are not allowed to do that, to give that advice, because we don't really well, trained it's in the that. most basic thing fair we're just repeating things from books but <laughs> yes we're not allowed for legal reasons exactly so everybody knows <laughs> but the other point after you uh what you just said after knowing really what you spent and getting an idea of it looking then into those patterns because that's where the psychology lies when you really check your income and the outgoing expenses 
then see, okay, what are the regularities or irregularities that are happening to really get a grasp, okay, where might be some of my beliefs happening? And that's where we're good at, to spot those and see, okay, where's the resistance? Where, what does it feel weird to spend money? What does it feel weird to save money? Um, or, or, for example, some people have priorities. For food, I always spend all the money because I think I should be healthy and only the most expensive foods are the healthy ones, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. And so those things just give you insights on how you deal with money in general. And I think it's a great start to look at uh, when you check in on your finances. Yeah. And if you want to be a super mega student of, of money, then the next step is to look at your beliefs around making money and mm. acquiring more wealth. Because, and this is something I'm working with right now as yeah. we speak, there's there's a point in life where you could reach for more. And very often we fear having too much money or we, we fear money. Like <laughs> It's like, what, what will we do with it? Um, and it's subconscious. It's not like consciously you're thinking, oh, please don't come my way. But uh, underlying, there's a little bit of a fear. Because, for example... In my household, one thing that was very common is that rich people are evil. And also culturally, culturally, my country, like middle class looks up to the, to the upper class and they're like, ah, well, they're kind of assholes, <laughs> which is not true. It's not true. And, um, those things stick somewhere in your subconscious that, oh, if you have money, you're probably not nice and uh, no let's break that pattern of thinking and also if you're if you have money you're evil like that's another one it's like oh yeah there's there's bill gates that has so much money and what does he do with that <laughs> he could end the poverty and the hunger around the world yes so there's some people that have money that don't have the the world's priorities in mind like making every human have an education, shelter, food. That's why more good people need to have money. Hmm. That's why you need to get money. Because money is just a tool. It's a tool and it's better if it's administrated by a person that has a good heart. And has cleared up their beliefs around money. (laughs) It's not... Is not blocked about it. But that's, I think, a main takeaway that I want to leave everybody with. If there's money in the world, we want it to be in good hands. Let's good people have a lot of money. Let's let that, that crowd be the one that holds most money in the world. Because we know it's going to be used wisely. Or better than what it is right now, going to all the oil companies and uh, <laughs> the World Economic Forum mm. peoples. Um, so, so yeah, people, good people, make some money. Make some money, good people. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll do my share. Yes. No, I think that's super, super important. That's why we brought it up for today's podcast. And next to the beliefs that might be behind it. And the just basic understanding of money and your your cash flow, basically what's coming in, what's coming out, what's going out. 
uh, this part is super super good to dive deep into because it it can be part of the foundation of your future life so just if you understand the basics of money and how it influences you psychologically but also just materialistically i think it's really really good to yeah. know about so and there's so much beyond money the, what, yeah. what we discussed today of so course. let us know if you want us to dive deeper or to explore a specific area of money yes because we love the topic we we read a bit on it if you want to get started on books the richest man in babylon great book about personal finances yeah for, for the real basic understanding of what it is and how to grow wealth that's great okay awesome then thank you for joining us everybody in another episode of better together and uh, hope to see you again next week see you next week guys love you bye bye oh <laughs> love you too <laughs>